Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal on a Sunday morning. It's 11.08 a.m. and happy Halloween 2021. Oh my God, it's finally here. My holiday is over tonight. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great work week, vacation, retirement, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It means a lot to me and I will keep this going just because I like I like doing it. I am in my vehicle today, my lovely truck, my lovely red truck. It's chilly. It's 47 degrees. It's windy. So that probably knocks it down about 42 out. Overcast. And I've actually been up early this morning out shooting fall photos just because the trees are now all almost changing. So that's what I've been doing this morning. And I'm like, hey, it's Halloween, man. I got to do a podcast on Halloween, right? Right. So, one of my listeners actually sent me some pretty good, cool stories, so I'm going to read those. But I want to thank everybody for taking your time out of your day to listen to my podcast. It means a hell of a lot to me, in case you don't know. And all my new listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it as well. I haven't looked at the stats lately, but usually the majority of my listeners are female. Woo! Females, there we go. I think it's like over 50% is females and then males. And then the majority of all my listeners are from United States of America. And I think I've got a little bit in, in Europe and I think just a very small percentage in Australia. So thank you so much, you Australians. I know an Australian. She's pretty cool. Although I haven't talked to her actually in a very long time. Anyways, so you're going to hear cars going by because I'm in a location that cars go by. So I have the little lake river to my right softball field to my left and this morning actually last night i carved my pumpkin i did yeah because you know the pumpkins don't last that long so i'm not gonna do it in the beginning of october like i used to and then have it dead by the time halloween comes so i carved it last night it's supposed to be a bat but it didn't turn out like a bat it's got fangs and that's about it it's a weird little thing and then i took out all the innards or guts i call them innards some people call them guts whatever and put them in a bowl, and I took away all the slimy, stringy stuff, and I, I a lot of seeds. I can't eat seeds that much anymore for, for whatever reason. My stomach is like, yeah, no, not doing this anymore, so I don't do the seed thing anymore. So I put them outside for the squirrels and the blue jays and the chickadees. So if you guys have seeds, put them out there for the animals. They do like them. Also, regarding pumpkins, you guys, if you live um, in a place that has lots of squirrels, backyard whatever put your pumpkin cut it up open it up put it outside these squirrels will eat the pumpkins they love the pumpkin because it, it's so juicy and i think some birds may peck on it too but the squirrels do dig it so put it out there and if you have big enough backyards biodegradable so it'll, that's what i've done for the past two three years is i just put the pumpkin outside squirrels do what they want winter comes and it you know obviously it rots away but it rots it back into the earth so I'm being very resourceful with that. So share that tip, you guys. Uh, I don't have any pumpkins growing at all. They've never produced seeds. The seeds have never produced pumpkins for me, which is cool because I don't want a pumpkin patch. I have a very tiny, tiny backyard. So that's my tip to you guys on this Halloween day. Put your pumpkins outside. Leave them for the squirrels and the birds. And again, it will just rot away and will rot into the earth. It doesn't smell anything funky like that. It's squash. So... 
That's my tip to you. Last night, I did an investigation in my basement. Nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened. Dead. I even did it after midnight. No pun intended. So, I don't know. The spirits in my house are very random, as most are. It's so freaking random. Sometimes it, it activates the ball, and sometimes it doesn't. It's never consistent, which is normal. I was asked to do the asylum this weekend, but I couldn't. Because one, it's Halloween into a little bit of a short notice. And like I've mentioned before, I don't want to go back there because I feel like crap the next day. It's not a paranormal hangover. It's just from the air inside that place. I feel like I've got a cold for the next day or two days, and I don't like that. So I'll find other places to investigate. Like next weekend, me and Amanda are going to go on that public investigation. It was, oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. So like we planned this a while ago, right? Right. And... She booked the tickets for, she bought the tickets for us and got the hotel room and all that stuff set up. And then she tells me that she picked the wrong day to request off. I'm like, what? So what do we do now? So sadly, she's going to have to take a, probably a sick day to get what she knows. And she's, I think she's okay with it. But otherwise, if she doesn't, we just wasted the money and wasted the hotel room. Because unfortunately, she actually put down the wrong date. So it's still a go. The investigation is from... 10 to 12, I think. And what I would like to do right now is I want to do an investigation in the hotel because, as I've mentioned before, Eric from Epic TV on YouTube, not I'm giving a, 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 not that I'm recommending him, but anyways, I've just been watching how he investigates. And him and Sean Austin do investigations in the rooms, their hotel rooms, not knowing if they're haunted or not, but they sometimes do get some serious activity, which makes sense, right? A lot of energy comes and goes. So I want to do that at the hotel. And maybe I will do a podcast with, with Amanda to say, hey, let's do a podcast. Obviously, it's not going to be live. It's going to be pre-recorded and then I'll release it, you know, whenever. So that's a thought, too. Maybe I can get her in on this podcast. We could do, like, um, you know, mutual podcast or something like that. Because I'm sure you guys would like to hear somebody else other than my voice once in a while, right? What else? Um, so that will be nice. That will be my first getaway with a friend Ever. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Since I moved out here to Wisconsin, I used to go out with my friend. We used to go to Vegas and all that stuff, but I've never done that with a friend out here yet in Wisconsin. It's only taken me a freaking, like, what, 20 plus years to finally get it done? Lame, right? <laughs> so maybe this is the start of a new thing, her and I going out in adventures and things like that, right? Right? All right. So enough about me and my blobbingness. I hope you guys are doing good, and you guys can email me. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I-Gmail.com. I am me on Facebook, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. And I don't know if you guys know this, but just for shits and giggles, I have some shirts and stuff like that on, oh crap, oh, Teespring, which is actually called Spring now. They changed their name for whatever reason. So anyways, I put the link in my last podcast. If you guys are curious about some of the shirts that I've been making, um, they're there. I had some witchy stuff, but I tried to remove them off the website. So if you see the witchy stuff on there, yeah, disregard it. You know, just kind of, I'm always experimenting with something. But anyways, I do have some t-shirts out there. Take a look. If you like it, go ahead and purchase the merchis. <laughs> purchase the merchis. I try to keep the prices under like 22 if I can. You know, obviously you want to make a little bit of profit, which is not a lot. Let me tell you, it's always under $7 profit that I make. <laughs> but anyways, I try to keep them under 20 I don't want to sell anything for 27 
that's just plus shipping and I don't know what they charge for shipping on um, Teespring now all the shirts I do have on there they're they're, they're called the unisex they're t-shirts so they may fit a little larger um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go in there and make different size shirts for same saying different size shirts or if the website will let you choose a different shirt but keep the same saying I don't know I did have two sales so far not from one of you guys, for, but from one of my paranormal friends. She saw that I had the link up, and she's like, oh, my God. So she bought two of the Miss Paranormal shirts, even though she doesn't know that I am Miss Paranormal and I have a podcast. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> or maybe I should put one, Mrs. Paranormal Podcaster. No, I don't know. If you guys have any ideas, feel free to share it with me, P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com. Facebook me, message me, Wisconsin Vescares of the Supernatural. Uh, I do have YouTube as I promoted before, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural on YouTube. Slowly trying to do things with that. I put some fall pictures up this morning for my walk. I may do more this morning. Um, other than that, let's go ahead and read some stories, eh? Alright, so the first one, it well, it's actually it's all about the same thing, to be honest with you guys. It is about... The Haunted Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas. This is from an individual that communicates with me via um, in Messenger and email. And he likes to share stories and ideas, which is really cool because I'm always looking for new stories and ideas. That If you guys have a story that you have of your own, your own personal story, please feel free to share it with me. I won't put your name on the podcast. I'll be very creative. I'll be anonymous, your name, so I won't even mention who you are, okay? All right. There's a lot of cool stories in here. I was skimming through it earlier. I didn't read them. I was skimming because I don't read my stuff. I just, it's raw. The ghost of the Driscoll Hotel. Oh, hey, I know something, you guys. What are you going to be for Halloween tonight if you are going out trick-or-treating? I don't know yet if I'm going to dress up at all. I may just have a shirt that says Happy Halloween. Anyways, feel free to share your pictures at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w at gmail.com. In the subject field, put down podcast Halloween photos. Or just send me pictures of your house and what you've done. Uh, I will... I have to do my porch today, and it's going to take some time. So once it's all done, I'll do some still shots. And um, I guess I'll put them on my Facebook page, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. So if you guys want to pop on by later, take a, take a peek. All right. So anyways, there's this famous hotel, famous, infamous, whatever, the Ghost of Drisco Hotel, it's called. It was established in 1885. It was built on haunted land and the site of a tragic suicide. Is it just called haunted? I don't know. You know you're spooky when there are books written about it. So that's tip one, right? Now, Driscoll may also be Austin's most haunted hotel. There are several stories in here. So I'm just going to, like, you know, kind of cruise through them. Anyways, did I guys mention Happy Halloween? <laughs> trick or treat. Trick or treat. Eh, I'll do a treat. I don't want to do any tricks. I don't know. We'll see. Guests of the Disco frequently report a young female poltergeist darting along the grand staircase of the mezzanine. Mezzanine, mezzanine. According to the local lore, this female apparition, apparition is the senator's daughter. It all began in 1887 when the Driscolls were hosting a special function for their yearly, for their year's legislative session. Since the Texas state capitol was under construction, the senator opted to hold their session at the Driscoll instead. During the event, the, sen- the uh, senator-, senator handed his daughter a ball to distract her while he was doing his business. 
With the ball in hand, the sweet little girl skipped over to the staircase. She was bouncing the ball up and down when it went sailing from her grasp. She tried to grab it, but only succeeded in tumbling down the steps herself. Some believe that the little girl died from the broken neck at the base of the stairs. While her spirit is seen throughout the hotel, she's most often spotted near the fifth floor portrait of a young girl holding flowers. This young girl goes by the name of Samantha, leading paranormal enthusiasts to believe she's the hotel's youngest poltergeist. So if she's a poltergeist, doesn't that mean she moves things around, right? She can throw things around. Sorry, I had to get my Duncan fix. <laughs> this friendly spirit is also known to play with children in their rooms or halls. When parents ask their children who they were playing with, their response is almost always the same. Samantha. Huh. I always thought poltergeists, they're known for moving things, but I don't know. We'll see how the stories go. Colonel Jess Driscoll, or is it Jesse? J-E-S-S-E. Jess or Jesse? Driscoll. The hotel's, na the hotel's namesake, Colonel Driscoll, is another re resident poltergeist. When Driscoll owned the hotel, he was known for standing in the lobby to make small talk with the hotel guests. His lips are always billowing cigar smoke. Ew, I don't like cigar smoke. Even though the hotel is non-smoking, uh, non many claim to still catch a scent of cigars. Okay. Stop right there. We all know, paranormal investigators, you all know this, right? Hotels, houses, basements, whatever. If there's wood in the house, no matter how old the house is, Everybody knows this, right? It will retain the cigarette smoke. So like on a humid day or a rainy day, the even if it's been painted, those smells of the cigar, the smell of the cigarettes can still come out. You guys know that, right? If you didn't, you do now. So anytime anybody says, I smell cigar smoke or I smell cigarette smoke, kind of, I don't want to say dismiss it, but if you're in a house that's made of wood and you got wooden halls or wooden frames, keep that in mind. But if you were in a place, excuse me, like a business that's made out of uh, metal and metal, let's say metal frames, and they've got tile wall and they got brick, and then you say you smell cigarette smoke or cigar, then yeah, then that may be something a little more legitimate because there's smoke. Um, I don't think can stay in tile or brick. Unless maybe it's fresh brick, but I doubt it. Mortar. So anyways, on to the story. Keep that in mind. Could this be the specter of Colonel Driscoll? On one occasion, a security guard was working overtime when he caught a strong scent of a cigar, leaning over the balcony to see if he could catch the culprit. He heard a male voice behind him say, Got a match? He whipped around to find that he was utterly alone. Rumor has it that the security guard was so disturbed by the experience, he quit. Phantom smells. There are those who believe that this phantom smoke comes from a different source. There we go. In Monica's Billiards, the true haunted tale of the Jisco Hotel, Ballard purposes an alternative explanation. I see. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Jisco once housed a tobacco shop in the lobby, which could account for the hotel's paranormal phenomenon. It's even more reason why it smells smoke. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. The ghost of Peter Lawless. Our next poltergeist takes the form of a full-bodied specter. Every time I hear specter, I think of the movie's Ghostbuster. 
every time. In the early 20th century, Peter Lawless worked as a ticket agent for the Great Northern Railroad. When his wife passed away, he decided to move to the Driscoll. He set up shop on the fifth floor of the hotel and lived there for a total of 31 years. Impressive, right? Paranormal enthusiasts claim he didn't leave either when he passed away. Visitors often, let me start, visitors most often witness Lawless ex exiting the elevator while glancing at the time with a single nod to the staff at the front desk. His full body apparition dissipates from sight. Employees even claim to see his spirit while they do housekeeping. They reported tingling sensations before looking up to find an older gentleman watching them. Hmm. They say he has black hair and wears dark pants, a white shirt, and a pocket watch. Then they witness Peter, the lawless, vanished before their eyes. Curiously, paranormal enthusiast sometimes claims to watch Peter leave the Jusco before stepping in front of a bus. Perhaps he attempts to escape his restless afterlife, which we all know is going to happen, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Speaking of ghosts, did you guys watch that TV show, Ghosts? That I mentioned? Is that not funny? Oh my god. Last night's episode was so funny. How the ghosts hate Halloween. <laughs> I laughed. Alright. Squirrel. Hauntings on hollowed ground. Before 6th Street existed, this arid part of the state belonged to Native American tribes who inhabited the area. According to local legend, one of the most culturally essential springs sat where you can find 6th and Brazos Street today. Much like, excuse me, much like the one that Jusco was erected upon, the artesian well was considered hollowed ground. The Apache Tonahawks, oops, sorry, Tonawas and the Comanche all, Comanche all treated the artesian well as the most sacred plains within their respective cultures. Each believed that the water had the ability to contain both willing and unwilling spirits. Six Embrazos functioned as the apex of the various streams that ran through this part of central Texas. Perhaps explain the hotel's hauntings. Man, this place is all full of stuff, in it? Hey, any of you guys live in Austin, Texas, check this place out. Let's go. Do it. Check it out. Book a room. See what you find. The history of the Driscoll Hotel. There's so much more. My goodness. On July 4th of 1885, the first cornerstone was laid for the new Driscoll Hotel. Remember the Artesians well? That was reason number one as to why the colonial Colonel Driscoll decided that Driscoll Hotel should be built at 6 and Brazo Streets. He believed that the construction, oh my God, he believed that constructing a hotel on top of, why would he do that? Constructing a hotel on top would provide the hotel's water supply for many years to come. Oh, that was a bad idea, dude. Most importantly, Driscoll was convinced that 6th Street was on the verge of a reveal period. Easy enough for Driscoll since he was behind the revitalization efforts. Okay. Who was Colonel Driscoll? Depending on whom you ask. Colonel, Dris Colonel Driscoll was either an ambitious man or a reckless risk taker. Born in 1824 in Tennessee, Driscoll moved to Missouri at age 23. Yet Driscoll thought, sorry, Driscoll sought adventure and perhaps is more opportune than what Missouri had to offer. Four years later, he moved to his family. He moved his family to Bastrop, Texas. 
It was then that Jusco first went into the merchandising business by 18... Business... Pause. By 1857, he divided... Sorry, he divided full steam... He, he dived full steam into the cattle business. Man, I need new glasses, you guys. This is sad. During the first three years of Civil War, his cattle business personally sent to be... Personally sent before to both Confederate and Army and Texas Rangers. That meant Driscoll was paid in Confederate dollars, so he was completely broke by the war's end. The colonel from Tennessee was once more forced to rebuild from scratch. Though hard, through hard work and determination, Driscoll slowly climbed the financial ladder again, only to have everything shattered in 1871 when this business nosedived. This time around, Driscoll picked up his family and moved them to Austin. He built cattle ranches in Kansas and Dakota territories and rebuilt his fortune for yet another time. By the time Driscoll decided to construct Austin's first opulent hotel, he'd once again am amassed a massive fortune. The Driscoll's foundation sat upon an entire city block and cost a good colonel some of 7500 since history repeats itself, the Driscoll family lost their entire fortune again in 1888. Within months, Driscoll was forced to sell the hotel to S.E. Doesn't matter. The Driscoll Hotel in their early years. Despite the overturn of Driscoll to McKinley, the Driscoll renamed a hotspot for local Austinities. The first floor of the Driscoll was geared towards entertaining gamblers, cattle ranchers, and other blue-collar folks in the hotel's and in the hotel's billiard room or saloon. The first floor also housed a barbershop, a drugstore, and a bank. My goodness. The 6th Street entrance was exclusive to more upscale patrons. This entrance provided a direct hallway to the main elevator, bringing these genteel folks up to the mezzanine level. The mezzanine level was the place to be. It offered luxurious amenities like dining room, multiple dressing rooms, parlors, and apartments, as well as an exclusive club for dining. Now there's more tragedy. There's the tragedy at the Driscoll Hotel. While hotels are notoriously known for welcoming anything within their walls, it's always a shock to discover the unexpected. Now, in the early 1980s, the Driscoll staff experienced such a shock. As the story goes, a Houston socialite learned some devastating news in their in the early 1980s, her fiancé was calling off their wedding. The whys and the hows are to the history, but the socialite decided that anything was better than crying at home. 1980s? And they're calling them socialites? Is that what they did back then? I don't remember. She'd rather do the crying somewhere else. The Driscoll. She promptly called the hotel and booked herself a five-day stay, and after checking in, she made a quick stop by the bar and ordered herself a diet soda. Then she decided that shopping, a shopping spree was in order. In a matter of hours, she spent a whopping $40,000, all of which she put on her fiancé's credit card. When she returned to the Driscoll, it was, it was with shopping bags galore. They hung from her arms, and those that she couldn't carry, she'd instruct the shops to be delivered to the hotel. With Mary, goodness Lord, with nary a word to the employees, the socialite whirled past him and looked to the elevator, took the elevator to her room, 
Now, allegedly, one of the housekeepers caught a glimpse of the socialite. Harper, she, blah, blah, blah. back up. Allegedly, one of the housekeepers caught a glimpse of the socialite's heartbroken expression and took it upon herself to give the young woman a ring on the guest's phone. Please let me know if you need anything, the housekeeper told the socialite, but there's nothing that the housekeeper could do to mend a broken heart. The socialite hung a do not disturb sign on the doorknob and quietly shut the door. Now, when the housekeeper noticed the sign, she quickly rushed back to the employee desk and called the socialite's room. There was no answer. Panic seized her, and minutes later, she found herself knocking on the socialite's door. Again, no response. The manager attempted to unlock the door with the master key, but to no availability. It didn't work. The socialite had locked the door from the inside, and there was no, there was nothing to be done but take the door off its hinges. Oh, my God. The door was removed, and the housekeeping rushed forth, but the reflection of the socialite in the mirror stopped her dead in her tracks. The socialite had taken a pillow from the bed and proceeded, sorry, yeah, proceeded into the bathroom. There she clamped the pillow against her stomach to muffle any sounds before she shot herself through the stomach. By the time she man, by the time the management arrived, there was nothing to be done. Her body laid half in the bathtub, lifeless. Wow. What is this? Did this happen? Perhaps not. Police reports indicate that Tara, the Houston socialite, was not so much of a socialite. Instead, sorry, instead of the thousands that she charged on to her fiance's card, Tara, in, card, Tara instead purchased beer, hard liquor, and a carton of smokes, and a People magazine. She sat herself up in her hotel room in the Driscoll and drank herself almost to death, and then grabbed her newly purchased revolver. The report claims that she would have certainly died from alcohol poisoning if she had not died from self-inflected gunshot. Wow. How do you drink yourself to death? Can you do that? I thought it... I don't want to know. Disregard that. The Jisco Hotel over the years. There's still more. Over For over a century, the Jisco has hosted countless... Inaugural balls for Texas governors, including Sue Ross, William P. Hobby, and Dan Moody. Yet it's almost famous for President Lyndon B. Johnson. This is where the former President Lyndon B. Johnson awaited to learn if he'd been successful during the 1948 Senate run. His 1960 election to offer a vice president, which was another win, and lastly, he camped out in, on the mezzanine level levels Jim Hogg's room while waiting to hear if he'd been elected in 1964. With 189, 189 guest room, this Austin hotel was made a member of the Historic Hotels of America. It remains open to one of the nation's most opulent hotels. All right, you guys, so there's that. So if you're in Austin and you know where the Driscoll Hotel is, per the person that's communicating with me, I don't know if you want me to say your name on the podcast, I won't. Check it out, please, man. If you guys are investigators, you know, see if you can investigate there. It sounds like you got phenomenal um, history to it. So, wow. Those are really good stories. I, I apologize if I stumbled, as you know I usually do, because I don't pre-read any of this stuff. It's all raw. So, well, I suppose I'm going to start my day. Go home and decorate. Maybe do a little more shooting before I go home. You guys have an awesome Halloween!
Did I just make your ears bleed with that? <laughs> Anyways, my little town is waking up. There's people everywhere now. Still overcast. I do see some blue skies. It's windy, though. So if it stays windy, it's going to be cold for all those little chittens tonight. Out uh, um, decorating. Out uh, trick-or-treating. So, anyways, I'll keep you guys posted for next weekend. I'll let you know how that all turns out. Hope for the best. Give me some good vibes for those ghosty posties. So, you guys all take care. Happy Halloween! And this is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.